So we uh, we started last week, Perik Hay, discussed the two fundamental um, parts of the Bria, which are the Geshmim and the Ruchanim. We mentioned also that there was a uh, intermediary class called the Shadim, but uh, they're not going to play a very major role. The Ramchal will briefly discuss them again in uh, when he's going to talk about Navua and false Navua, but um, for now we can kind of put that to the side. So we're dealing with a world that has spiritual and physical entities in it. And we remember what the spiritual entities break up into. How many different categories there are in the spiritual entities? Without looking inside, Joseph. No? Okay. I think, I think there are three. Okay. Uh, so there were... We had the Mishama, we had the Malachim, and then we had the Shadim. Yep, so the... So there's the... Uh, um, I thought you said two parts. I thought you said just the Neshama and the Nabdalim. Or is the, is the Nabdalim then broken up into two additional parts per relative? Exactly. So the... So we have the... Gashmim Ruchanim, the Gashmim Haim. Right, so the Ruchanim Haim, Nevroim, Mishulalim, Migashim. And those are the Nishamas and the Nivdalim. And then the within. The world of of the of the of the we, we spoke out the differences that the neshama is not nivdal because the neshama is destined to come in to the body, right? So, the two big the, in, in the amongst the ruchanim there is the, there are those parts that are meant to stay separate from physical entities, the nivdalim, and the things that are meant to go into physical entities, which is the neshama. Yeah, now the Nivdalim, so that's what I, th- I assume Baruch was, was alluding to, the Nivdalim then break up into two subcomponents. One is the, what's called the Kohos of Nivdalim, and the other one is the Malachim. Okay? Um, and as we're about to see soon, the difference is that the Kohos of Nivdalim uh, exist in a higher state of being. Uh, we might have mentioned the fact that there are three worlds, the world of Bria, Yitzir, and Asiya. Bria is a very, very um, elemental world, very foundational world, and Yitzir is somewhere in between, and Asiya is a world that we know and recognize. That's where the Tachtonim are. That's where the physical creatures are. So the uh, so roughly they break up that the physical creatures are in the world of Asiya, the angels are in the world of Yitzira, and the Kohos Nivdalaman are in the world of Bria. And what about the Neshamas? So the Neshamas, the Neshamas are also 
in the world of Bria, but that's but then they also are put into the bodies in the world uh, down here, right? So the Shama, and that's of course why we have the three parts to us: the Nefesh Ruach, the Shama, right? The Nefesh, that's the part down here. We're going to discuss that today soon uh, in the last part of the um, Osalaf over here. Uh, it says that's the Nefesh, uh, the Ruach is the equivalent of the part that, that kind of parallels the world of Yitzira, that they, that's, so to speak, spans the world of Yitzira, uh, and then the Nishama is from the world of Bria. Okay? Nishama is, is Bria. Yep. Bria is the highest level in terms of spirituality. Yep. Yep, Nishama is higher than Ruach, right? And I just want to hear Bria, I hear like, Think of some the Bria's creation. Bria is like, how do you spiritual creation? Yeah. So we, we, when we look in the, in, in the uh, so Yosef is asking, what's what is how do we hear in the word Bria? How do we hear spiritual versus you know Yitzira or Sia? So the truth is that those names are derived from the very from the very Chumash itself, right? In Parshas Bereishis, in describing Adam, all three terms are used, um, right? Uh, the language of Nase, as Adam, let us create man, is the world of language of Isia, Vayivre Lokim, as Adam, Hashem created man, that's Bria, and Vayatsar uh, is Hashem formed man, so Yetzir. So all three languages are used in relation to creation of man, because man exists on all three levels. And uh, roughly, so the Bria, uh, the, the Vilna Gon in the Der Yao explains Bria means, um, the, you know, loosely translated would be to create something. Mm-hmm. Creation means yesh uh, me'ayim, something from nothing. Right. So this is the very first appearance of the thing. This is where the thing comes into existence. This is this is the very root of everything. Um, Yitzira's formation, formation is I'm forming something. I've got something and I'm forming it, right? You think of a person on a beach with a bunch of wet sand, right? And he's forming a shape of a sphinx or whatever it is, right? So you're using already something that's there and you're forming it into something, right? So you're adding the form to the bridge. You already have the fundamental thing. Now you're adding to it form. And then finally, Asiya is you you perfect it, you finish it, you you, you make it uh, in the most concrete sense of the word um, to make. So that's uh, those are the three languages. Okay. So again, so we said that there's the nivdalim, those that that are not directly interacting with the body. That's the kochos nivdalim and the malachim. Then we have the neshamas. That's that summer that sums up the spiritual realms. Then we have uh, everything that we know in down in the physical realm. Um, okay, and and we spoke out. There's the shadim which are in between, and here we go. So towards the end of Os Aleph, uh, says the Ramchal that you have to realize at this point. 
and uh, we I, we kind of left off on that with with uh, Josh's question last week. Um, so you know, where exactly does man fit on this scale? So the answer is man is a very unique uh, composite, a composite really of two very extreme things. Right on the one hand, the neshama, which is very very high, coming from the world of bria, very lofty, right. Um, on the other hand, on the other hand, uh, the goof is a is a very physical thing, kind of like we mentioned last week. Kind of looks like a monkey, right? Uh, certainly a more sophisticated monkey, right? Uh, the the posture is a little bit better. The thumbs work better. You know, the positional thumbs and the ability to you know, find find movements, etc. Right. Um, uh, m- much better cognition, significantly improved cognition, <laughs> at least for at least for most of us. Um, but uh, but nonetheless, an animal, right? So so that's what Josh said. Also, he's saying that we're lower than Shadim. So he said, yeah, until a person taps into his neshama, then he's a very very sophisticated monkey, an entire half a step up for the monkey. Um, so the, the best of the of the physical worlds, but lower still than the lowest of the uh, spiritual realms. Isn't and that the what? I feel like it's obvious that we're lower than the even shade of the earth. Not like we're still like really high. We can't do anywhere anything. We can't. We can't like right go through walls and things like that. Right. 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 But we do have a neshama, and they don't. That, that's the big difference. So. Tapping into one's neshama, they can be more spiritually powerful than the than and even than angels. Oh, really? Yeah. Who who here knows someone um, who you know, was able to boss around angels? Yaakov. Yaakov. Very good. Right. Vayishlach Yaakov Malachim. Right. Parshas Vayishlach is Yaakov sent Malachim to do his bidding. Right. Mm-hmm. So you see. So you see that. That the Avos Hakadoshim, right, um, had uh, had angels kind of doing their bidding, working for them, right? Because that that's uh, how foundational, how fundamental the neshama can be. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. So, um, Josh Ford, we did see that video for a minute, so please turn it back on. Well, I see that smile. There we go. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's so. So he's saying that you should you should realize that the human being is absolutely unique in this regard, in in the fact that we have the neshama, and not and, and one should be very careful not to confuse it with with uh, with animals or anything else. So let's just discuss some of the unique nature of man. So I'll, I'll read to you a, uh, a Midrash. The Midrash says that when Hashem came to create man, when he came down to create man, on the, uh, so, so the Midrash counts up how many um, creations were from the heavenly, from, were from the Shemaim, how many from the arts, how many, how many from, were from, up, from upstairs, how many from downstairs, and it was a tie. Yeah? Uh, so if so, so, so Hashem said, if I create man from the Elyonim, that'll break the 
tie and the Yonam are going to kind of win the, the stalemate and there's going to create a uh, animosity, right? So if I create him from the Tachtonim, then the Tachtonim are going to win and that's going to break the stalemate. That's going to create animosity, right? Like in this past election in America, right? No matter who's going to win, like before the election ever took place, you knew perfectly well that everybody was going to say that this thing was rigged. It's all it's all the one big joke, right? And prota. I mean, yeah, I guess as far as the protests are concerned, we probably, I think we got off on the on the light side. Probably half of half of Chicago would have been burnt down if if, if Trump would have won, right? So um, so 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 either, so either way, you're you you model Ava. So what did Hashem do? So he said, "I'm going to I'm going to take man, and I'm going to make him from both the the tachtonim and the elyonim." And that's what it says that Hashem created man from the offer, from the ground of the earth, and then he veyipach ba'ap of nishmas chaim, and then he blew into him a living soul. So that composition of the two. So that so man becomes <coughs> like a ladder, a unifying force, something they can right like Yaakov Yinu saw, a ladder standing on the ground and its top reaching to the heavens, right? So that's that's what Yaakov Yinu was. He was he was the ladder. He was that that vehicle connecting the Elgonum and the Tachtonum. Yeah. As we're gonna discuss um, more at length in um, in Os Gimel. Okay, so um, that's that's the unique place of man, and that's why the Ramchal stresses that it's important to understand that there's no there's no one else like that. Even though, what do you mean? Um, who here is from California? Okay, so Baruch will just pick on you, but Josh, you're also from California, right? You. Yep. San Francisco ish. San Francisco. Wow, that place. That's a unique, unique place in the world. Um, so, so um, over there, a lot of people are not eating meat, right? Because they're saying, "Hey, like maybe I should eat human flesh rather than meat." Because at least the animals, they're innocent. They don't, they don't do anything bad, right? But people, they're. they're <laughs> Right, there's too many people in the world. There's too many people in the world. You got the problem of overpopulation, right? Uh, let the cows graze free. <laughs> okay, so so what's the difference? So well, they're alive and we're alive. What's the difference, right? So um, so so he's saying over here. No, 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 there's a very big difference, right? Although they do have what's called a nefesh, but the nefesh is really just the most refined part of the physicality that we have. Right, it doesn't. There's no. Um, it's not a spiritual entity. It's a, it's it's physical. It's just very very refined. You said it's the most refined part of the physical. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, and man has that as well, and you know that, and that's what animates man, right? And that's what um, you know, man as he is, like we said before, a extremely intelligent. Monkey, right? That's still that. That's the that's the animalistic self, and and animated, given life by the nefesh, um, which is 
uh, which is um, still physical, and uh, you know he's out, uh, eaten, reproduces kind, and uh, other such things. Life force. Life force. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But beyond that, we have something else called the neshama, and that's the part that connects to Hashem. That's the part that contemplates the Creator. That's the part that carries out the will of the Creator. Uh, and uh, that's, of course, something that's beyond the animals. That's what separates us from animals. That's why. That's, by the way, why the Gemara in Hulun says that a that a man of the er, of the ground of the earth, uh, a person who is a extremely physical being, is not doesn't contemplate um, his creator and carrying out his will, uh, shouldn't eat meat. He indeed should not eat meat because he's not really that different from the, from the animals. And the only reason why Noah and his sons were granted the ability to eat meat is because they were people who recognized that difference. What about there are animals that are allowed to eat other animals? Why would a human being not be considered, even as, in his worst state, as good as those animals? What, what are those animals called in Hebrew, Josh? Predators, I don't know what the Hebrew In Hebrew, in Hebrew. Oh, chaya. No, yeah. chaya just means a wild animal, like a deer would be called a chaya. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Know. Who can help? Who can help Josh out? Who's got the Hebrew skills? Ha'or is animal hide. What? Ha'or is animal hide. That's true. Yeah, that's all <laughs> contribute. Chaos rose. Oh, okay. Evil animals. Right. And by the way, those are not kosher, and those cannot be brought on the Mizbeach. None of those. Predators are not very... Um, Highest rose. Evil animals. Mm-hmm. Right? And we know the prophet right, says that, I think it's Yeshaya, that in the future the lion will lie together with the calf, right? So that means that... Um, you know, so to speak, in an ideal state, your survival shouldn't come at the, at the expense of your fellow. Mm-hmm. They're doing something wrong. Again, not, they're not doing something wrong. They're expressing a concept that, that exists in this world. They're not Bali Bahir to do something right or wrong. But I mean, they're not doing the ideal of what the world should be. I understand what you're saying, I agree with you, but I'm, I just want to just want to sharpen the point a little bit, right? It's it's not that they're doing something wrong um, that, uh, as far as Bali Bihira, like they're choosing, they're right. making a bad decision. This uh, this is how they are, but it means they they, they are expressing um, a a breakage that exists in the world. They're expressing it based on what their their existence. What the way you. Be based on how humans live their lives, they're an expression of human interaction. Human lives their lives, or it could even be that the, you know, until the world is fixed up, that's not... Yeah. Um, it, could, it could be that, that, that before the hate of Adam Rishon, there was no such thing as animals eating other animals. Um, 
but uh, yeah, but the point is either way that's the current world that we live in, right? Yosef is pointing out that to a certain extent it's a reflection of man, you know, with war and with all with all the other uh, things that we do. Okay, so that's the important thing to realize that uh, we we are absolutely unique. We're the only creature. And this is important because we discussed this in the past. Whoever is the one who is the Baal Bechira, who is the free will decision maker, is the one that carries out the, the, you know, the, the they can express the will of Hashem, the Ratan of Hashem, making make the Kiddush Hashem in the world, right, by recognizing the Creator and following His will because He's the Creator, right, uh, that's the, that's something that only Adam can do. That's why Adam was called the Nivrei Kari, the the, the 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 primary creature, and everything else is secondary to him. Excuse me for one. <laughs> okay, so here we go. O's base. Uh, that he says in O's base, the the physical creatures, those we know very well. Um, but the spiritual ones we don't. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to extrapolate. We have to work backwards, right? And this is really a pasuk mibsari from my flesh I will see my God, right? So um, being that Hashem created the world in a very parallel nature, which is what He says right after that. It is something that we know from tradition. So then, basically, by examining the sorry, Jeff, are you are you were you trying to say something to me? Because you're on mute. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, so by we can extrapolate and figure out what's happening up there. Okay. So um, so the important thing to remember about that is that uh, everything down here emanates and is a branch from something that is from the world of Bria. Like we said before, Bria is the world of creation, it's the place where things come into, you know, that this is the um, source, this is the root of the, of the existence of the thing, right? So, of course... Um, the branches will be an expression of the roots. Mm-hmm. Right? And the world of Yitzira is kind of like the intermediary, the, you know, the, the, the trunk, the part that, that conducts um, from the roots out to the branches. But everything starts there. And it goes in a process of Hishtalshulus of uh, of the of descent which we're gonna talk about um, hmm. okay I guess let's talk about it now so so he says that the histalshus happens um, from one world down to the, down to the next and from that world down again to the next and the the lower worlds are connected with the higher worlds, uh, this one to that one, like the rings of a chain, of a, of a, of a li- link cha- 
chain link chain links right um, the, this this analogy that the that the Ramchal is giving us over here is really a Zohar uh, the language of the Zohar is exactly that the, the worlds are connected this one to this one this one to that one like a shalshalus like a chain where the links are connected this one to that one so first of all um if you listen to the language of shell shells, right? Shell, 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 shell. I mean, the thing that's here is shell, mala, shell, shell. It's shell means from the Hebrew language shell, right? Ani ben shell ava, shelly, right? Shelly means mine, right? So something that's mine means it associates back to me, right? So, a shell shellus is telling you it's from, 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 right? From where? That, that's that's number one. Um, the, now, discussing the actual analogy of the shell shellus is also the Nevesh uh in Sharalov Perk Yudzayin says, if you look at a if you look at a two two chain links, right? So what happens is that the lower part of the upper one comes down actually lower, a little bit lower than the upper part of the lower one. Right? That's how they link in. Um, so. So the language of Nevesh is that the Chitzonius of the lowest part of the upper world becomes the Pneumius, becomes the inner aspect, the innermost aspect of the uppermost part of the lower world. Right? Um, do you just want to explain what it means again? So in the analogy, it would be pretty simple. Uh, the most the, the chitzoni is the most external part. So the lowest part of something is obviously the least valuable, least lofty part. But more than that, the lowest part of something. Notice it's already going down below the where the string begins, right? So that means that this lower part is not really adding to the length of the chain. Okay. Right? So if you... Being, uh, being that we have a couple of people here, we have three times as many people on Zoom than live, which, by the way, guys, you should be trying to change that. Um, might as well start talking about that now. But I will, in the meantime, draw. Right? So I have a chain linked one over here. And then the other one is like that, right? Linking in like this. So the everything that from the upper one that um, every, every the whole part of the chain link from the of the upper one that goes below where the lower one already is is kind of not adding any length to the chain, right? It's it's overlapping. It's doubling up. So then, what is it then? 
It's simply a way to relate to the lower to the lower place. That's how the two of them link up, right? So it's not adding any length, but what it's doing is it's it's a transition, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, uh, and and what it's doing is it's giving strength and connection to the lower one. So that's uh, how that's how the worlds work as well. Meaning that, that the the lowest expression of the highest one is not really a part of its own expression. It's, it's not really a part of its own existence. It's really a way to carry that out to the to the to the next place. And the the lower stage can really only grasp just that and nothing nothing above it. So for that for for the lower world, this. Uh, a little bit, that's all it gets. Right? Uh, the the analogy is that if your Rebbe, um, you know, the, everything he knows, you, you never know everything he knows. But what he manages to say over to you, right? So, he's giving you a little drop of what he's got. But for you, that's the start of everything that really that, that you have. And it's like the highest the highest part of what you have. And, th- and then you develop that thought and you build it out and express it and that becomes the next link and, th- and then you give that over to your son or, or, or whatever. From that, not the whole thing, but from that you give over to your son, the lo- lowest part. And again, the, so, so the thing continues. Okay. So that is, that's this, uh, that's this analogy of the, of, of the chain link. That's how the world works. Okay, and uh, and therefore, and therefore, um, everything that that is here really is sourced up there. That's that's uh, that's number one point that we're that we're saying, and um, and it's the very lowest part of the upper world is what is the premius. Of, uh, of of these worlds here, that's number one. Now, so far, and, and that is these kohos and adam, these things in the, in the world of bria. But to a certain extent, we're kind of skipping, we're kind of disregarding what's happening in the world of yitzira, the, the the intermediary world, right? Because we're kind of talking about what's up there, we're talking about what's down here, what's going on in the middle. Um, what does that mean in terms of sourced in the upper world? Okay, I was going to really save it for... Um, can, we, can we hold that question for like a minute? Yeah. Okay, let, let's, let's do that. Um, so, 
So that so just just to address quickly what the what the angels what the angels do. Yeah. So the angels are kind of in charge of of um, flow and maintenance, right? Of correct uh, execution. So you got the if you think about a tree, right? So you've got um, the roots are doing very very interesting things. They're converting. They're they're bringing in nutrients, converting them. Uh, you know, doing something very interesting. The branches are doing pretty interesting things. They've got the leaves. They they're 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 doing photosynthesis. They're doing some interesting things. The trunk, to a certain extent, is kind of boring, right? What's the trunk doing? It's it's just transport, right? Transport and you know, making sure highways stay open, etc. Right? So a little bit. That's how we can think of the angels, right? The angels are not. What's determining what the thing is going to be at the end of the day, but they are the ones that are that are um, kind of maintaining the, making sure that the arteries stay open. Okay, so um, having laid that out, so you want to discuss. So what does it mean exactly that the kohosan of dalim, which are um, completely non-physical, and yet they are the root for everything that we have down here. Uh, so, you know, we could say the analogy of, if I if I said to you, you know, what is the power of gravity? Anybody? Oh, okay. So, right. So, Ari and Josh both said it, right? So Ari said... Um, that gravity is the fact is the natural force that two bodies are drawn together. Right now, why? Oh, yeah, what, what makes gravity be the way it is? Why are the, why are two bodies drawn towards one another? And there's I don't know. That's just how it is, right? That's the, there's a force. There's such a force out there, right? It exists. Now that force. Um, how much space does it occupy? It doesn't occupy any space. What's the shape of it? How much space is between the two bodies? Oh, it's limited to that. It's limited to that location. Meaning gravity only exists between in, in that space. A definition, yeah. Ah, and the where in that space does it exist? In proportion to how much distance there is between the two things. No, well, where in there does 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 the gravity sit? I don't know. Is it hiding under the carpet? What do you mean? <laughs> right. So uh, it, it's yeah. It 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 it's uh, it's not physical to a certain extent. I mean, it dictates what happens to physical bodies, but it itself appears to be not, to not be physical. Yeah. Um, so you could kind of say that, listen, that the, the, the koach, the power of gravity, is what caused, well, you know, what so many people have uh, enjoyed reading, you know, Romeo and Juliet, right? The power of attraction. Right, so that was just the result that, that there was. That there's a root, and this is the branch. The branch is that all that whole story that yeah. we, they all think is so beautiful, so romantic, and so human. 
It's just an expression of the power of gravity, that's all. Right? And, uh, you know, Napoleon was an expression of electromagnetism or something like that, right? Uh, so, you know, in one way or another, it's just all, again, it's like what the physicists say, right? The world just playing out a role that was, you know, a script that was written a long time ago by all the atoms in the world, where they're positioned, and the different powers that interplay between them, and therefore, that's where these atoms are going to move to, right? So Romeo and Juliet ended up going where they go, where they went. Napoleon ended up going where he's going, right? And uh, that's the story of physical objects: is they are just being pulled by the marionette strings, right, of the cohesion of Dalum. Like these, these, the fingers. That's the cohesion of Dalum. Right? And then the physical objects are moving around down here. Right? Pretty pretty um, unromantic. Right? Pretty uh, disenchanting. Enchanting. Um, that is true for everything um, down here. So both in their existence, that everything exists down here, uh, is rooted in what's up there, and everything that happens down here is an expression of the movements of those, m- you know, marionette uh, strings up there, right? And that's what everything that happens down here. Um, that is basically Os Gimel. So, now, Os Dal is the, is is the really big one that we want to discuss, and that is that the one exception to this rule is man. Man does not follow that rule. Man is a Baal And the truth is that it's already um, an expression of what we know. Right? We've just discussed earlier why is everything on marionette strings? Because it's all rooted in the Kohas of Dalam. It's all rooted up there. There's nothing in the world of Asiya that does not come from the world of Yitzir, which doesn't come from the world of Bria. There's no such thing. Everything goes like that. Right? So then by definition, you know, uh, the, the the branch is responding to what's happening in the root. The difference is that man has a, has a neshama, and like we said, the neshama is itself from the world of Bria. Right? And the ruach is from the world of Yitzir. So then, man, th- there is no marionette strings pulling on him. The, what's pulling on him is his neshama to act and be a, and be a tzaddik. That's what's pulling on him, right? Yeah. Now, of course, he's got the body that's being drawn after after physicality, everything like we spoke about before. But the point is that man is not fundamentally um, subservient to this up-to-bottom control. Uh, And and not only that, but really it works the other way around. Since man is connected all the way upstairs through his his neshama, so then when, when he does physical acts down here, that actually reverberates back up and 
alters the configuration of the Kohosan of Dalam, of these root powers. And then from there, of course, you know, once you start changing the configuration of all those string of all the cogs up there and all of those cogs up there interplay and then all of them have strings coming down here, you know, a cascade of, of consequences. So then that's how all sorts of really powerful and really wonderful things happen, such as brachas and Yeshuas and and Geula, right? All happen when when we when we move some of those um, some of those um, strings in, in in the correct in the, when we realign them in the correct way. Okay. Um, the now the so it turns out that the world is really made up of two flows. There's an up to down flow, which always happens. There's a down-to-up flow, which is done by man's free will. But what's important to remember is that after man does down-to-up, then that's followed by, by a flow from up there down here. Okay, so you do a mitzvah, right? That changes the heaven, the heavenly configuration of the Kohosan of Dalim, and then that sends a shefa down here, and somebody gets a refuah shleima, somebody has a baby that they've been waiting for, somebody gets a gets Hatzlachas, Yad Bishmaya, whatever else it may be, okay? And, of course, Chas Shalom, but it does happen also in the negative side as well. Um, And that's, um, those are the two, those are the two directions that there is an interchange. And the one caveat that he leaves us off with in the end of Oz Dalad is that we have to realize that man is not always a Baal Sometimes his, his free will is um, deprived. If there's a divine decree that a certain thing should happen, then it just goes from, you know, just like with animals, just like with everything else, milamala lamata, from up to down, um, impacting him. Uh, and that's, and, you know, that's uh, obviously not going to be held against a person. Then just whatever situation he finds himself in, then he'll just have to react accordingly. A great example we have of that is, is Yehuda, maybe, to, in, in, in Parsha's... Um, no, Vayeshev, right? That uh, with uh, turning, o- uh, turning over to go to Tamar, right? As the angel went, kind of bump, <laughs> bumped him into the, that direction, right? He wasn't looking to go that way. He got... Um, pushed by the angel, um, but the, that wasn't ever, but that wasn't the question. The question was, how is he going to respond afterwards? Is he going to own up to it? Is he going to be honest? Is he going to is he going to be responsible, or is he going to try to hide things, etc.? So that was the big schus that he had. Okay, Adkan Ozdalad. We will look forward to picking up next week. If there's any, any questions, speak now or hold your peace until next week. Thank you very much. Okay.